foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. We've been talking about being a friend of God and living in that comfort of being his friend. And with that comes peace, Janie. Mm. We're not seeing a whole lot of peace in the body of Christ today. And in Colossians 3.15, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful. You think that's a lot of our issue today is that we're just not thankful We look at the situation that's going on in the world, and and we think maybe God's abandoned us somehow. I would say you have probably just explained most of where the world is functioning right now, Sharon. I've always used a little phrase that in my trauma, Lord, I need your tranquility. Mm -hmm. Many times the chaos robs me of the calmness that is the chief characteristic of Jesus Christ. Even going to the cross, he remained calm. He remained other-focused. And so much of our society has taught us to be self-focused. One of the words that aggravates me the most that is so popular, even amongst the church, is that we must have self-esteem. Uh-huh. We must find ourselves worthy in and of ourselves. I haven't found out how to do that successfully. My worth has to come from the worthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and because we don't and we can't find the worthiness within ourselves, then we can go into turmoil and chaos within ourselves with wrong thinking, and that leads to depression. And there are varying degrees of depression from what I understand, Janie. So can you tell us what depression is and is there a solution? Can we work through some aspects of depression? Yes. Let's start off with the fact that there are over 80 recorded symptoms of evidence if a person is suffering from depression. Wow. 80? 80 that we know of. I'm sure there are more. Okay. And then how people want to interpret those 80 symptoms can go anywhere from just feeling pressure, tension, stress, feeling persecuted, wanting to escape, have fear, feel like they're suffocating. And how you interpret that all has to do with the way the individual is made. So I really don't know how to give a definite definition of depression except from how the Bible describes it. Okay. And the Bible simply describes it as a consequence of when we respond wrongly to life events that remain unresolved. 
Okay. Now we can respond wrongly with getting angry, and we can go confess and make restitution and get our friendship back secure,、uh-huh. and life goes on. But sometimes you cannot get the life events resolved. You can't get the murdering of a child just resolved. Okay. The child that has leukemia, and you think that you're on the road to recovery. All of a sudden, that the child has maybe a couple of weeks left to live, and、okay. depression is a normal result of when the circumstances are too overwhelming. And in the society that we're living in, worldwide, we all are experiencing some form, and the way our world has changed on us. Right. So you say it's a normal response. Yes, it is a normal response. Now, if we have grown in the Lord, and we are grounded in what we know in our identification of who we are and how we are to function, then when depression hits,、mm-hmm. we then know how to respond so that we don't get drugged down into it. Okay, so it is a normal response, but we don't have to stay there. That's exactly right. Okay, and I say that the depression is really due to the something else's in life. In other words, rather than seeing depression as being the root problem, it really is describing a symptom of other things that we have not been able to resolve.、Okay. Now, I quickly want to say that doctors will tell you that there is a clinical depression because body systems have malfunctioned. Oh, okay. And then, if you believe that's where you are, you need to go see a good family practitioner that can run whatever tests they need to do. Listen to your words, listen to your symptoms, and make an evaluation to help you. Okay. Well, when you were going through those symptoms, I clinked on a a few of them, going, "Oh, well, I've been there, I've been there, and I've been there." So. If there's a place where we can recognize the symptoms that we are in depression or going to depression, then there can be a solution. Absolutely, and simple things, Sharon, like just being discouraged、uh-huh. or having some self pity because you have been wronged and you can't get the wrongs righted, can take you right down into suicide. Okay. So right, this right. is why depression is a big issue. It covers almost every aspect of our daily lives. Okay. So don't rule out a good family doctor. Okay. But realize that we can take the counsel from the scriptures. But let's just say we are still struggling, and we don't know how to get out of the depression. And those something else's start to go bam, bam, bam. You have three or four of them in a short sequence. And those something else's are kind of just life、mm. crisis, right? Death, divorce, even children leaving the home. Of course, some people would consider that a joy. <laughs> <laughs> What a great blessing! <laughs> finally, finally, but we really can have a critical mass of negativity, and then that does create a crisis. Okay. And a crisis coupled with wrong responses will eventually break your soul in two. Okay. And you said a verse here when we were just visiting. I think you were over in Psalm sixty-nine, someplace. Yes. Yeah. Well, go ahead and and read on that, and let's see what depression can do. Well, I'm going to start in verse nineteen, Janie. It says, "You know my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before you. 
Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none, and for the comforters, but I found none. Sharon, does this just not go back to what you started out with, with saying we need the peace, that we mm-hmm. can enjoy the friendship that God has given us? Yes. And now we're describing when that peace and friendship is broken, results in being scorned, shamed, humiliated. Reproach breaks the heart. And David finally said that he had had so much stress from the reproach in broken relationships that he became depressed. Yeah. So this idea of being able to maintain friendship, true friendship, based on our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and out of that flow the loving streams of living water to where we can be friends, even if we disagree. Right. I remember Paul and Silas. They were of one mind. They had one goal, and that was to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. But they didn't always see eye to eye. They had the same goal, but they had different ways of which they approached it. And we need to remember that we still have that unity, even in diversity. Now, Sharon, what concerns me is, is if someone doesn't want God, doesn't want to know him, could care less. In fact, they don't even believe he exists. Then I get concerned. Where is their hope? Yeah. They've got to manufacture it within themselves. And then if their Mm self-esteem is threatened, they have no other esteem worthy that they can rely on that can give them purpose and significance in life. Right. And so they have no hope. And that's the solution, right? Well, we find hope in the person of Jesus Christ. But Sharon, if we don't want him, then we are living in darkness. Mm. And Jesus Christ says in John 1, 5, and I'm going to call on you again to read this. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So Jesus Christ says that he's the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And so for people who are in darkness, then I would say perhaps you would like to try the light of the world. And if you think, oh, that's just garbage with the good words that you're trying to use, why don't you say a prayer that says, I don't know if I want you. I don't know if you're really real. But if you are, would you make me willing to be willing to listen to you? That's good. All right, so you're not going on blind faith where your heart's not going with you. Your heart's questioning. Your heart doubts. Your heart is dark. And relationships and peace are not coming. And you feel so alone. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the world of depression. But if you want to reach out, it's just say, I'm going to try something new. Obviously, my old way isn't working. (laughs) Right. So, Sharon, can we just say that we need to try the man of Galilee? We just need to try Jesus and say, make me willing to be willing. If you are real, because you say you are willing, and you're waiting on me to be willing. Well, Janie, that sounds like a really good prayer for any of us who are in depression, that we would be willing to hear God's solution. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.